Good evening. Today is January 27th and welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. Today's reading comes from the book of Mark chapter 4 verses 1 through 20 and I will read the first portion. On another occasion, Jesus began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. And the whole crowd was beside the sea on land. And he taught them at length in parables. And in the course of his instruction, he said to them, Hear this, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprung up at once because the soil was not deep. And when the sun rose, it, it was scorched and it withered for lack of roots. Some seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain. And some seeds fell on rich soil, and it produced much fruit. It came up, and it grew and yielded thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold, he added, Whoever has ears ought to hear. And it goes on to explain, and I do encourage you to to go on and read the, the next part. But I wanted to spend a little time going over some of the the explanations, you know, as stated in the in the scripture, of course, but some of the things that popped up into my mind. And I, I think it's a great way to remember all of this. If we remember the letters P-R-T-R. So P-R-T-R. Okay. So the first seeds fell on the path. Obviously, at that point, um, the seeds represents the word of God, right? In its fullness, in its boldness, right? Jesus just so generously spreads the word of God. And what happens? The seeds um, fell on the path and Satan comes and just snatches it right up. And sometimes, sometimes there are situations in our lives that it, it, it really appears as if it, it, there was no hope. It was as soon as we heard the word of God, it was just bloop, something came and just took it. So we'll put that P, the path, onto Satan. That's exactly what happened. He just comes like a thief in the night and he just snatches things away. The second, the second section uh, where, which is the first R, the seeds fell on rocky ground. So the word of God representing the seeds, right? And rocky ground. What happens on the rocky ground? There was little soil, very, very little soil. And those of you who know a little bit about gardening, I had to experiment this summer with my gardening um, in the front yard. What happens when there's little soil? Oh yes, the seeds just sprung up, right? 
and you get so excited because you're like, oh yes, yes, I'm finally a gardener. And you get so excited only to realize that the sun, the sun just, because the soil was not deep, the sun just rose up and it just, it just scorched. I mean, it was just, the, it, the plant had no chance and it just withered away and you feel so disappointed, right? It's just like when we hear the word of God, we hear this message of God and what happened? We have joy in our hearts. You know, like that song, I have joy, joy down in my heart. There's so much joy. There's so much enthusiasm. We want to go and shout it to the world. We're posting everything on social media. We're just, we're just so excited to tell everybody about our newfound faith or our new connection with, with the word of God. And then all of a sudden, we don't hear anything about it anymore. You know, it just withers. It just goes away like as quickly as it came up. It just drops right down. Kind of like the diet, you know? You ever, How many of you have started a diet in your life? And if you didn't raise your hand, you're, you're really lying, right? You know, the cabbage soup diet, the this diet, the, the that diet. I mean, there's so many diets out there. And we try them, Atkins, you name it. Carbs, low carbs, high fat, all the different ones. And you know, the first day or two, we're like gung-ho. We're printing all the meal plans. We're, we're making our little shopping list. And we're making sure that everything is all straight. And then day three or that first week or two hits. And all of a sudden, if we were not eating carbs, somebody shows up in the house with a big juicy homemade bread. And all of a sudden, all bets are off, you know? It was like, oh my gosh, easy come, easy go. It was like, boop. Sometimes all we need is a good commercial. And then we just can't hold on to that. Willpower just went through the window. You know, that's exactly what happens. You know, you're still in the month of January. And you know, some of you have already caved in with your New Year's resolution. And others will probably happen. You know, it'll happen in March, February, March. Very, very few people actually hold on and actually are continuing to work on their New Year's resolution, right? So this is what happens when the word of God comes and it comes on rocky ground. It's not deep. It's not deep. So anything can happen. It might spring up, but it just withers right away. We don't want to be that. Then we go to the thorns, right? The word of God happens happens to be absorbed it comes in and, and and as soon as it 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 comes in it starts to grow but because thorns are around us they just i mean it just as beautiful as those plants are those thorns come and they just choke those plants i mean it's like a a brutal death all right those poor plants did not stand a chance And that's what happened to us when we hear the word of God and because of our anxieties, because the pressures of the world, because we just, we get so consumed when we can't figure out things, when we're trying to make a dollar out of 50 cents, when we're trying to figure out what is it? Why is my bank account still saying $20? Why is it that I'm, I can't find a job? Why is it that 
the, um, you know, things are happening like this. Why are they happening to me, to me over and over again? You know, you know, why is it that my daughter can't have it together? Why is it that my son is just such a knucklehead? You just keep on asking over again. Why is it that my sister refuses to talk to me? Why is it that my, this health condition is just dominating my life? These are the anxieties of the world. They come up. And even though we hear the word of God, even though that we're, we're, we're thinking that we're all kumbaya and ready to, to do something great with it. But it's just like all the anxieties and pressures of life just come like a whole storm and it just chokes the living daylight out of that, out of um, the word. We can't do anything with it. You know, we're, 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 and we're yearning for, for riches. You know, we're wondering why in the world with, with so many things, people suffering, why are the people in the stock markets still getting richer and richer you're like lord they can't all be following your will how is it that they have such a good life how is it that they're able to pay all of their bills right we get so consumed with that and we can't we just lose the whole value of the message we were not productive at all and this comes to and now we come to the last r which represent the seeds that for that falls on rich soil that rich juicy succulent soil that is just I mean that soil was just waiting for the word it was just waiting for that seed to drop and it's like as soon as that seed dropped in that soil it like it just it just ate it all up it was just like I can't wait to just sprout out a good plant and because there are no thorns it's growing and because there are no rocks, guess what? It's growing and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And before you even know it, before you even suspected it, you started to see this fruit and you started to see more fruit and more fruit. You're like, oh my gosh, it's just producing so many fruit and you have an abundance of fruit and you're just so, so happy that seed in that fell on the rich soil represent those of us who hear the word of God and yet we don't allow friends worldly desires anxieties of our lives worries of today tomorrow and uh, yesterday to consume us you know we focus on the word and we we turn that word of god into producible fruit rich juicy ripe ripe fruit okay and that fruit you know and a lot of this you have the key factor to this is that that uh that determines um you know the um the last part of the soil was productivity the 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 seed just didn't fall there and just sat down, right? And grow a little plant. That plant had to produce fruit. That implies as Christians, as followers of Christ, we ought not to just hear the word of God and we're like, hmm, that sounds good. Hmm, that kind of rate really makes me think. How many of you sat down and listened to that a good sermon? 
And now that we're uh, we're home, we can do all this stuff virtually. And some of us who are able to do it safely in our church with social distancing and masks, you're able to do that. But how many of you uh, sit, sit down and you listen to a sermon and you're like, wow, it really touched me. Man, he's talking about going out there and, and sharing the word of God to somebody. Hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I agree with you, Pastor. That sounds real good. I mean, somebody ought to do that. You know, somebody who has, you know, who has that ability should really go out there and tell people about Christ or how good Christ is. That person really needs to do it. Mm, That sounds like something I'll put in my tickler file, you know, and put it on my to-do list. How many of us actually do that? We postpone it. We postpone our productivity. We put it on the back burner. We're like, I'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that, but I'll I'll do it next week. Well, you know what? I really don't have the personality for that. So Susan, Susan has a great personality. She ought to do that, you know? Well, I really can't do it at that level. And if I can't do the work of God, at I can't serve the Lord at this level, then I'm definitely not going to do it at this small level because I got to go big. I got to go large, you know? You have all these conditions. God just wants us to produce fruit. Here's a news flash. If you're not producing fruit, you're barren. Let me say that again. If you're not producing fruit, you're barren. You can't just sit down in your house, lament, and sit down and listen and read your Bible, and you pray every day, and you think that's enough. You have to produce fruit. You have to feed the poor. You have to minister to um, clothe the homeless. You have to visit the sick or call the sick and do what you can. It there's a doing, you know. Being there's a doing part of it. There's it's an action verb, you know. We have to do something with it, you know. I love the Nike's logo. Just do it, and we have to do it. We can't just sit down and just think that um, what we have is sufficient just because we're, we're hearing the word, uh, that's fine. You know, we have to bring about some fruit. We can't walk around barren, okay? And some of you, some of us, we've, and I think each of us at, at different points in our lives have, have experienced what it's like to be consumed with worldly anxieties and you know, it just feels like, Lord, have mercy. And in your little garden, feels like, yeah, yeah, it just feels like something just came and choked up your, your plants, right? Life happens, things happen, and you're like, uh-oh, you know, I just, I don't know, I just lost it. You, you, I feel like, you know, things are not making sense. Everybody's acting crazy in the world, and I'm like, I can't, I just want to just retreat, you know? I just, we all have to do our part. We all have to do our part to, to, to minister, but we also, we also have a responsibility to, to hear the word of God and, and to speak truth. And Jesus did such a beautiful world, um, job at, at using the parables and even explaining what the parables meant to the, to the disciples. He was like, Hey, I don't want you guys to have to figure this out because Sometimes, you know, there are people who are very, very um, focused on explaining what Jesus means, what God's plan is, you know. Uh, It happened 
in those days. It's it's happening today, and, and you know what? It's going to happen tomorrow. Some people believe that they have a direct line to the Father, and He somehow blessed everybody with His plan, His blueprint for the world. And all these ministers and very people, people who are with a lot of degrees, letters in front of their names, behind their names, and in between their names, are telling everybody what they ought to believe and they're telling everybody what, what God, how God is manufacturing today's situation to explain this and explain that and all the other stuff, you know, and, and finding very creative ways to explain evil, you know. I know that every person has a good side, has good qualities and, and qualities that they need to work on, right? And I know, I know what is truth. I don't need somebody to tell me what's, what's truth. I know when somebody's lying. I know that. And as Christians, we all know that. And we can't explain it away. And I just tell you, you got to run from people. You got to run from people where they're telling, where they're putting in beautiful emails or letters or, uh, or, or um, you know, webcasts where they're telling you what God is, is, is saying, you know, and what his plans are. You know, I think that that particular gift has been, um, you know, designed and given to very few people. Very, very few. Um, and so we have to be very careful of that. So how are we supposed to take this word and, and, and just really um, put it into meaning? It's just finding our own small ways to just reach out. Reach out and touch somebody. In our own, in our, and sometimes it's by email, a text, um, cooking a meal for somebody, baking a, a loaf of bread. And just giving it, you know, like baking a uh, a loaf of bread, and uh, and a lot of us are baking anyway, you know. Instead of getting um, gaining um, the the COVID twenty five pounds, maybe when we make our meal and we put one in a plastic container, and we just give a, a nice meal to somebody on the street instead of giving them a dollar or passing them, you know, for the tenth time for that week. Why don't you know? Why don't you just give them a, a plastic container with a meal? Why don't you look in your closet and see some of the things that you're not using and just give them to the poor? We have to, there's so many people in need. And even if we can't find somebody in need, just giving it to somebody who may not, who may have the food in their house, but they may not have the ability to effectively prepare the meal. It might take a lot out of them. It's just that simple act of kindness is producing fruit. Let's not be barren. Let's embrace the word of the Lord. Let's let's just just make that spark just just send a whole blaze of love into the world. We owe it to God to do that. He he sacrificed his own son for us. How are we showing him that we're grateful for that tremendous sacrifice? I just know I love my children and and uh if I had to sacrifice any one of them to save strangers. I don't know if I would. Well, I'm going to tell you I wouldn't. You know, I'm not God. So what a tremendous sacrifice God did by sending his son to die for us. By producing fruit, by by truly living up to um, what it means to be a Christian, that's how we say thank you. Father, at this time, we thank you for the grace grace of your word. We thank you for creatively teaching us in your word what it is we you want us to do we love you we thank you 
that you are empowering us to go out there and produce fruit. We don't want to be barren. We want to be able to um, to produce fruit, and we have an opportunity today to do that. And we thank you for this time. We thank you for the gift of your love, the gift of your son. And Father, help us to be like you in everything that we say and in everything that we do. Brothers and sisters, please subscribe and share this podcast. God bless. Today is January 29th, and welcome to another episode of It Only Takes a Spark. Today's reading comes from the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 26 to 34. Jesus said to the crowds, This is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land, and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit, first a blade, then the air, then the full grain in the air. And when the grain is ripe, he wheels the stickle at once, for the, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that when it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all seeds on earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest plant and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as if they were able to understand. Without parables, he did not speak to them. But to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. When I was thinking of this particular readings, I guess I can come up with a lot of um, polished ways to express um, uh, humans' uh, inability to embrace uh, patience. You know, I can think of really good examples, you know, like, you know, we want we use food in our we put food in the microwave because it's too um it's too cumbersome to put it in the oven or to heat it up on the stove we want it now you know um you know actually you know a lot of us in america we don't want it now we, we want it yesterday like why isn't it here um and i started to think of some you know things that we you know as an individual, like, you know, I remember being frustrated, still frustrated to some degree, you know, let's, let's think about weight, right? You know, you put in all the efforts, you're working out, you do a, a good cardio uh, workout. And the first thing you wake up and you look in the mirror, expecting that, you know, magically, you will be 10 pounds less, you know, that that workout yesterday was was going to yield a great result. So I I just remember how important it is to to be patient, 
you know, and I remember going to track meet with my kids and I love this shirt. I was, I saw it on a, on a team, a track team and it says, trust the process. Wow. I mean, trust the process. I remember being young and, you know, we were convinced uh, that if we applied all these oils, if we wrapped our hair at night and said magical prayers, that would make my hair grow, grow longer. And like every little girl, I wanted my hair to be as long as Rapunzel, you know? All right, so I didn't want it to be blonde, but I was doing everything I can to get my hair long. And uh, needless to say, all the different aloe vera plants and oils that I applied, it was just so frustrating to wake up in the morning to see that my hair, the length of my hair, had not changed. It was downright frustrating and cruel. And uh, so there are a lot of things we want uh, we want, we want it now. We we want things that are just not going to happen. Um, you know, uh, your hair is what supposed to grow a half an inch a month or something like that, and and that's you know tied to your genetics and everything like that. A lot of factors contributed to to that, uh, and so we have to know that like life, just like eating well. You know, if you if you do it day in and day out you just keep on doing and even though you make um, mistakes you just have to trust the process and I'd, I'd venture to say beyond trusting the process we have to trust the creator God in his infinite wisdom he gave us the tools that we need um, somewhat of an understanding um, that we need um, to just you know navigate the storms of life and he left his book and he left our friends and our family for good inspiration and we have you know and and we're so blessed look at how a small seed of christianity starting with christ right and his small little little disciples 12 you know we don't count um, Judas, you know, 11, and then they grew and grew, and how they, you know, went and spread the word of the gospel over so many lands and so many tongues, and so many people were led to Christ. And many, 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 many years later, we are doing the same thing today. We're spreading that good news. Uh, we are, we're, we're allowing the seeds that we put every day to take root, you know, and as an individual evangelist, hmm, that sounds like a nice title, individual evangelist, you know, you know, right in my little small little place, we can find moments each day where we plant a seed, we plant a seed, and we don't know when it's, when it's gonna harvest, we don't know what type of fruit uh, a plant is gonna grow, but I think as Christians, it's important for us to keep on planting, and, um, and I try, I take my role as individual evangelist very, very seriously. Let, let me give you an example. For the past two days, I wasn't feeling very well. And um, actually, that was a mild way of saying it. I was, I was really sick. I was really sick. Woke up the other day and my body just went left. And, uh, and I, I told a friend of mine what happened. And she said, what do you mean it, it just went left? I'm, and I explained, I said, I was trying to stand up straight and my body would only go left. It was falling left. I sat down and it still went left. And um, 
just one of the weird things that happens to my body and I couldn't figure out why and wasn't feeling well and the next day some other things happened so I had to stay put and I had to rest uh, for two days and I, I hated doing that but I knew that if because I was resting I take my role as individual evangelist very seriously so I had to make some phone calls trying to get some insurance situations worked out uh, for Maximus and when I was calling I was talking to a lady on on the phone she put me on hold and I told her that I want to get this straight because you know Maximus needs to have this service um, taken care of and she said okay I'll help you and she, and she said oh I, I and I said this is frustrating she said oh I know how how it is you know I have a son who's autistic oh oh well I planted a seed and when I when I when I realized that that was a fertile ground I just went and I was like yes and I just bonded connected with that woman and found out that her son was autistic having a lot of the similar issues with Maximus but she had no services she was at the beginning stage of of all of this and felt so overwhelmed and I listened to her I gave her words of comfort I asked her if it was okay for me to pray for her and pray for her son. And beyond that, I offered to help. I offered to help her navigate and try to access resources that she needs for her son at school and also at home. I told her to call me and I look forward to having, um, to listening to her and helping. And I thanked her. I thanked her for allowing me to plant a seed that day because I really take my role as individual evangelist really seriously. I feel like I have to share the love of God each day. I have to, I have to touch somebody. I have to, I, I gotta go planting. You know, I use the word either planting or fishing, you know, and my husband, when I walk in the door, sometimes I have a big smile on my face and I said, I went fishing today <laughs> or I planted some seeds. And, um, and it makes me excited. It makes me excited to make new friends. It makes me excited to share with people what God has done in my life and why I'm so grateful, so grateful to everything that he's done for me. And, and I want you to realize that wherever you are, in whatever state, whatever condition, whatever challenges that you may be going through, the God that we serve is so powerful that even, and it's so powerful and so giving, so patiently waiting for us to make the move. He's planted his seeds in us. Some of us are just sitting there and God has planted so many seeds in us. I mean, we could sprout out with a different plant in so many different directions, so many directions. And some of us are like walking around with these seeds in us for like decades decades and he's still patiently waiting for us to yield some fruit to get things moving right he's done his part and he's waiting for us to do our part we have to water the garden we have to cultivate the garden we have to share his good news it is the is in the work it is in the work that all of that comes together. You know, even when, you know, there was a uh, 
part in the gospel where the disciples were, um, I think when Jesus had, um, he rose from the dead and they were with him and they didn't even recognize him because he looked so different. But when he started to break the bread like that, like he did on the last supper, it was through the action of the breaking of the bread that they were able to recognize that he was the Christ. It is through our actions as individual evangelists, individual Christians, it's through our actions that people are going to know who we belong to. The Holy One or the one that embraces death. We have to make a choice today to do our part because a day of inaction is a day that we're, we're wasting. We're actually wasting. Everything that we do is either bringing us towards Christ or towards the evil one. what it is. We were on our journey and our journey, we're all immigrants, right? We're all immigrants, earthly beings, right? Having a human experience and we're trying to go right back to our Father. We're journeying back home and it's through our actions on that journey that determines, you know, what, what our destination. So we, I know we're getting tired. I am. I'm getting tired, downright tired. I was sitting down, uh, I just had, um, you know, Friday is my self-care day, and I was having a, a little um, bath time. I needed some self-care. I had a bubble bath, and I encourage you to pick a day, one day a week, where you can just have a little self-care, just lock yourself away, and just take a little uh, moment to kind of unwind. I was, and then you realize, oh, well, there's so many things to do, and I don't know where to start, and sometimes you don't even want to start, but you can hit that reset button, and you can say, you know what, I have tomorrow, and I'll just do a little something. All you have to do is put one step in front of the other. That's it. Don't think of the final desolation. All you have to do is put one step. So, Father, at this time, we thank you for the gift of your love. We thank you for reminding us that... You know, one little act of kindness, one little um, uh, kind word, good deed is is going to yield great result in um, in the long term. Help us to be patient. Help us to remember that that your seeds that you've planted are not just still there. We need to water it, cultivate it, do everything we need to do to nurture it so it can yield some good fruit. We need to. We want to be productive. We want to. We want to be um, fruit trees. We want to, and we have to be patient. We have to be patient for the prayers that that we're asking you, and we feel that you haven't answered. Uh, help us to remember that you never take a vacation, and um, and you're always listening, always with your hands stretched out, always waiting for us to enter. And Lord, help us to be like you in everything that we say and in everything that we do. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Some of you said that you are not too sure how to do it. So wherever you get your podcasts, just type in. It only takes a spark and subscribe to this podcast and share it with anyone who you feel could use a spark. Have a great evening and God bless.